was as if he kicked about three pounds of haggis that time because it hardly got off the ground. Three pounds of haggis. 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 Three pounds of haggis because it hardly got off the ground. Sport with Scott Brown and Nathan Snaid. Kia ora and good and Orban from Today Radio Studio 4 in Kirchberg, the headquarters of Let's Talk Sport, don't you know it? Tonight is 156. We've got a full studio. You have myself, Nathan Snaid, Scott Brown. 155, who, mate. 155? Not 156? Sorry about are we not? Are we not that fast? No, no, no. 155. Sorry about Why that. Why did I have... Was that a typo? Maybe it was a typo. Maybe I'm just ahead of myself. You just haven't got your glasses on, mate. Yeah, exactly. I should have my glasses on. Show number 155. Thank you for correcting me, Scott. I hope we've got some stats on 155 a bit later on. Uh, Scott Brown, Benny Bresh, welcome back to Let's Talk Sport and... Anton, I guess I can see the Don't big man. Don't forget about Anton, oh, the big man. No, he's got excited there, right? because, because the big man, Benny Bresh, the goal scorer, he walked in. Welcome, Benny. Good evening. Good evening. You, you, you've... Uh, You've been knocking a few more in since last time we've seen you. Yeah, some uh, some goes uh, on top. Yeah, this is so simple, so mate. Humble. Simple, simple, humble. Uh, humble. humble Luxembourger, good to yeah. hear. Um, Benny is back for round two. He previously joined us in episode one hundred and four. You can check that out on uh, RTL Play. Um, hopefully, he's going to be a lot more confident and really spill the beans of what's going on uh, in the uh, in the BGL League and, uh, and 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 obviously further on in the season. We've also got a little bit on uh, Live Golf. We've got a little bit on Eddie Jones. Bit of drama there. The old snake, and then. Uh, you must snake, have seen he's this one. Rat. Yeah, he wouldn't even call him a snake. You, you must rat. have seen this one in the week about the Turkish guy, the president punching the uh, the referee. So we'll obviously uh, get into that. Whether or not it was deserved, it's not right. Um, um, no, Anthony Perez with Let's Foot News this week. But um, as always, we um, we start things off with the number one five. So, a few interesting stats about this one. Um, in betting, it's called a money line. So, if you get plus 155 on your wager, it means if you bet £100 or $100 or whatever you bet, you'll get 155 back. So, a fairly safe bet. Is that on, is that on all betting lines? Where it's just, it's when you're, you're almost guaranteed to, you know... Well, I don't want to say because gambling's a mugs game, isn't it? So, but you, you stand a fairy, not, not fairly necessarily. Good I know a few professional punters. You'd, you'd never right. gamble, no. Gamble what? I mean, don't get me wrong. I've gone into the casino and stuck my twenty pounds on and and lost, and I'm quite able to walk away. Do you, do you gamble? I've made two bets ever. The first bet was the before the 2019 Rugby World Cup. I put ten pound on England to lose to South Africa in the final. Snake, and they did because my thing. But I thought you support. Yeah, because my thinking was either I, so it was, I think I got... Three. I'll support against them, so if they lose, I'll win money, but if they win, I'm oh, happy. Exactly. I've done that, don't get me I wrong, I've done it. So I got, I think, £340 return on that for a £10 bet, and I can tell you now, I would much rather England win the World Cup <laughs> than have, have £340, because the £340 went fairly quick 
um, with me and my mates trying to console the uh, the sadness of losing in a World Cup final. And then I tried doing the same for this World Cup and I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of betting, sorry, Benny, I promise we won't just talk about rugby tonight, okay? What about the Rob Howley stuff? That's odd, isn't it? it no, mate, it's not odd. It's a disgrace. It's an absolute disgrace. Go into it. All, all I know is 2019, that he, yeah, he, he Japan, Japan Rugby World Cup. He is the one of the assistant coaches yeah, for Wales. Assisted out in Japan. Uh, basically gets in the group stage. I think it was in the group stages, wasn't it? Just basically gets called down for a meeting in the bar and the, basically the head of WRU just goes, have you been gambling on rugby? And he's like, yeah. And he'd been gambling on matches for his team. Uh, what did he get? Did he get a two-year ban? I can't remember. I remember um, he had to leave yeah, in the middle of or at, at yeah, the start no, he had of the no, I remember there was a bit about Warren Gatland. Gatland was just literally like, "I think you need to go home, mate." Um, yeah, so he, he it's, was. It's not just like about the the morals, man. It's actually like in in writing, you're not the same when you're not allowed to dope and stuff like that. You're not allowed as athletes, as part of the coaching staff, part of the team. You're not allowed to be betting on sporting events, especially ones that involve your team. Obvious for obvious reasons. So as soon as they found out, it's off. But he's no bueno but for he's um, he's gone. Um, you know, he's he obviously got banned, and then he got back involved with coaching after two or three years out with Canada or, or one of those countries, and now he's back involved with the Wales setup. I'm sorry, like, but it doesn't matter, mate. It's like taking drugs, you know. Oh, you're, you're, you're out, you're out. Leopard don't change his spots, you know. For me, what's the the South African winger Apuwe Dianti? Yeah, he's he done his he's done his four year ban for steroids, and now he's back playing for his club. So you have to chuck the book at them. For the, the you have to chuck the book at them. Like it's just, I, I just think it's really bad. It's like the it's a West Ham player that's that, that, that I read that, about that. Yeah, yeah, as well. Paqueta. Yeah, they say that he. Um, well, there's a lot of things bets on him on Paqueta Island. So because Paqueta is not his Sam family name. It's actually the name of his island. It's a bit oh, like really? Iceland. You know, they don't really have family names on that island. Everyone's just, you know. Just have big beards and Lucas, stuff like that. Lucas, Yowl. But they come from Paqueta and when they go to the mainland, but they go, well, it's, Lucas I mean, it's, Paqueta. It's no different to, you know, ultimately you've brought the game into disrepute, you've cheated, um, you know, for financial gain, ultimately. That's why you... That's, another, yeah, that, that's, that, a, that's the other thing. But it's like the um, David Warner. You know, him... The Sandgate. Have you, have you heard about this one with the cricket? So I'll give you a quick overview. Anybody listening in to, uh, to who doesn't know about cricket. Cricket, obviously, your job is to protect the stumps. There's three of them. There's a set of bales. They bowl um, a ball, uh, which is made of cork. Um, and you obviously hit it with your bat. And if you can hit it along the ground, you know, you can run and you're, you accumulate your score. If you hit it over the boundary, uh, you get four runs. And if you do that without bouncing, you can get six, six runs. So you have a bit of similarities uh, with baseball. Now, the ball is obviously made of cork. And what they do is it's got like a shiny, I guess like a liqueur over it. It's, yeah. you know, which, you know, preserves the ball. Um, but over time, that ball will deteriorate and what they'll do is you're allowed to look after the ball maintain the ball so what they'll do is they'll shine one side of it so obviously you can get the ball to uh swing. to swing in but what the australians did this is going to be three four years ago yeah, one of the guys actually they wanted to uh, so normally what happens when the ball's new it will swing a little bit 
Okay, so it can be very difficult, especially when it's harder and it zips around a bit. But then as the ball gets older, um, you know, it becomes easier for the batsman to play. But if you look after the ball well enough, it'll start to reverse swing. So it'll basically do the opposite of of what it should do. Um, And what the Australians wanted to do, uh, there was a conversation had between one of the sessions and the guy took a bit of sandpaper out um, and had it in his pocket and then... Yeah, got caught roughing it up, and the two, it was the cap. The captain was involved, Steve Smith, who was arguably the best player in the world at the time, um, because they were playing the South Africans young- in in South Africa. They had a young bowler. He was like, "Yeah, you should do this." And yeah, they. I think they all got banned for a year. But the young fella never came back. Oh, really? No. They, they, well, obviously, Shane Warner and Steve Smith, the captain. They they went through. David the, Warner. David, the, Warner. David Warner. Shane Warner's dead. Um, but yeah, the. Um, and now David Warner's retiring. He has got some serious numbers. Like he's got more runs than Matthew Hayden, you know, considering he missed a year of well, probably about eighteen months he's of Australia the, he cricket. He is one of the greats. Yeah. We talked about this last. But like week. they're talking about giving him a send off, and I'm like, nah, mate. That's that's like highest order of 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 cheating, cheating. you know. Yeah. And I just I don't like how it's like. Oh no, they deserve a second chance. Nah, I don't. I don't buy that at all. Like with you know exactly what you're doing. That wasn't an accident. That was all. You know, oh, well, you just casually, you know, what the sandpaper's in the. Uh, I mean, they all have it for their bats to maintain their bats. And it's just like, yeah, I'll, I'll take some out of the bag. Like how it, this isn't twenty years ago. There are so many cameras. There's so much social media. Someone is going to catch you doing that, that sort of thing. Before we come on to the second one five five story, Benny, gambling, football. Do you get? Do you do you have the conversation within the club about it? Not anymore. No, um, I did some betting at a time, but uh, I stopped because I was losing some money. Yeah. <laughs> but do so they? I'm but, not good at it. But would the club talk to you? Would they, the club they, talk they, to the they players educate, about, about educate you about how you shouldn't be? You you can't do this. It's illegal. No, or? I, I think we have it uh, written in our contracts that we are not allowed to do it. Um, but I don't think I don't remind the, cl- the club uh, talking to us about it yeah. because in Luxembourg it's not a big thing to bet on it. You can bet on the Luxembourgish uh, Championships or on the BGL um, but only on some games I think um, but like I'm I surprised said, I'm, by that I'm not mm. into I thought the club would have I thought the club would have given no, all the no, players no. the book and saying hey look this is the rights and no, this no, is no. wrong you cross the line you're on, you're I would on say, your own I would say if you qualified for Europa, the Europa you know the qualifiers and stuff like that I'd imagine there would be some sort of conduct yeah, of that you'd have to adhere to because obviously there's a lot more with the, with all the respect in the world there's a lot more money involved in that you know those European competitions whether it's well, you can gamble, you can gamble on nothing these days look at the French cricket I mean they were gambling on matches that didn't even take place <laughs> Oh, anyway, back to 155. Route 155 is a north-south highway on the north shore of St. Lawrence River in Quebec, Canada. Letitia Alcaraz and Frida Waulu uh, are both the same height. They play for Papua New Guinea and Argentina Sevens, respective, uh, respectively. They are 155 centimetres tall. Steve Smith, the... Well, I wouldn't call him the disgraced Australia captain because... Um, uh, you know, he's he's still an absolute hell of a player. He has now, as of now, played 155 one-day internationals. Here's a good one for you, Nathan. Will Jordan, Ben Cohen, Manonu, Jerry Guska and Will Greenwood and Cesar Semper of Spain have all scored how many international rugby tries? Honestly, I don't know. You would, I would say, well, Jordan, yeah, you, you'd say in the, in the, in the, in the 20s. Well, obviously, let, let's think about this from a mathematical point of view. 10 tries is 50 points. Yeah. So 20, 30, 31, 31, 31 international tries, okay? I thought you'd get that one straight away. Will Jordan, 31 in 31. 
Really? Yeah, absolutely. That'd be, that'd be up there to be one of oh, the no. best. Oh, he's, he's, up, he's, he's up there. I know he's got who's, the... Who's, who's the record? Would it be Jonah? Dougie. Dougie Howlett. Yeah. 49 in yeah. 63. Hmm. Well, tell a lie, that's not fair, because there's a Japanese fellow whose name eludes me at the moment, but I'm sure Anton's going to dig him out in a second here. It obviously helps depending on what teams they play in that, in that era as well. Like, if, a, if, a, if, a, if they've got a, a couple of weaker teams and they get a few hats... Well, Joe, I think Joe... I'll give it to Will Jordan. He scored a lot of good tries against a lot of good teams yeah, as well, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. And he, he does it consistently. It's not like he, he won't score, you know, for three games and get a hat-trick. He, he'll get a try every game. Was it nine in the World Cup, which equal... Eight, 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 eight in the World Cup. It equal the record, Jonah's record. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the uh, as I said, Doug Howlett's top of the stat. Julian Surveyor's up there. Joe Rockercoco's up there as well. Uh, in darts, you can check out 155, triple 20, triple 15 and bull, which doesn't it's stand always, for... Uh, whenever you've got an odd number it's always you, you need that triple 20 but then you need either triple the triple 19, 19 17, 17 15 like that, yeah. So, yeah. so that's an easier one to figure out and a uh, bit of a random one for you 155 million years ago the uh, dinosaur called the allosaurus went extinct what, what did he look like i don't know i never met him okay you've never seen him you never nope. studied him no 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 it's like, it's like a t-rex just not as not as badass well, i wonder know? if he was a carnivore or a herbivore. he's a carnivore he's obviously a carnivore. come on mate get up okay. to speed with this uh, on this day just a couple more stats before we get into uh this interview with benny um and he tells us how great it is up in mersh at the moment uh in um in 2014 103-year-old gus andrioni recorded the eighth ace of his career the significance of this was that he is the oldest player to ever record a hole in one. He was 103 years old. I think you could play for 103 years wow. and never score a hole in one. In 1991, that was the NBA's most one-sided game ever as the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers beat the Miami Heat 148 points to 80. What do you reckon happens in a game like that? They just like, yeah, just stop being up and just try and just try and get the scores up. In 1927, Don Bradman scored his first 100 on his first class debut for New South Wales and probably the most important point this evening the return of the king the the third film in the lord of the rings trilogy um was released and it made uh seven uh, uh 72 million on its opening weekend and it was also the second film ever to gross over one billion dollars you know, worldwide did, did you what no what, what what's the top what's, what's the highest i reckon it's avatar probably I think it's Avatar. James, was it James Cameron? Yeah, he yeah. loves it, mate. Titanic was up there. He's like, if he's doing a film, it's not going to be a cheap one, is it? And sorry, last one. On this day in 1903, this was the flight of the Wright brothers oh, in yeah. Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. Orville and Wilbur, what a name, Wilbur, uh, <laughs> made the first successful sustained flights in an airplane, uh, gliding 120 feet or 36.6 meters through the air in. Can you can you remember seconds. the name we called him the other week? He, he we gave him a German name. Wilbur would be Wilbur's good. Was it there. was it Hans? Hans. 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 I'd happily called Hans. 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 Great yeah. villain. What's his Benny, name? Hans. If, you, <laughs> if you were like proper German, what would your name be? I'm oh, yeah, Austrian, Austrian, so Benjamin is a quite Austrian name. Um, or is it Benjamin German Austrian? Benjamin, yes. Oh, Benjamin. I wouldn't. I'd say there's no, more. There's more. You must Franz. Have. Wolfgang. <laughs> Wolfgang, yeah. <laughs> my, my grandfather is, uh, is Wolfgang, so yeah. Oh, really? You've got a brother called Wolf, Wolfgang? No, yeah. Grandf yeah. My uh, grandfather is, uh, is Wolfgang. Wolfgang. Amazing. Not many Wolfgangs, younger Wolfgangs these days. I don't know any. You don't know any? Yeah, I know one. Have you seen 16 Minutes in here? Have you seen Troy with uh, Brad Pitt? 
No. That is directed by a chap called Wolfbang... Wolf... Wolfbang? <laughs> Wolfgang <laughs> Peterson. Wolfgang Peterson. But what's his age? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it must be... He's not, he's not, not Google that, will you? Find, Wolfgang Peterson, director. Find out how old he is. He'd be old school. It's not really... It's like, isn't it funny how names go through, like, trends, don't they? Yeah. Like, you know, Nathan, that's more newer. I don't know. Scott? Well... Benny? Benjamin? So Anton? He, he, he died last year... Uh, rest in peace. Vol, Wolfgang. Um, but he was born in 1941. Yeah. There you go. Okay, there so, we go. Um, fairly old. Oh, if you're listening, what, what you is, know a young what, Find out some popular names for if anybody what? happens to be listening in and you've got Rolf? children who are imminent, you know, and you're looking popular for inspiration for names and stuff. Anton's going to throw a few more the at Germans you. Germans have got a good one. They've got some bits yeah. like Wilbur. Vilba. You can't say Wilbur, you have to say Vilba. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like uh, we, when we were up at the rugby, uh, when we were playing, do you remember, you remember Giles Quigley? Who? Giles Quigley, do you remember oh, Giles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And all the French boys used to call him Gilles at training. Oh, that's absolute price. It just sounds absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, enough right, about that. Hans. Sorry, all I've, right, I've, I've rabbited on here. I've got two, <laughs> two more quick birthdays to get into. I've got... 1978, Filipino boxer, Manny Pacquiao. It's his birthday today. And the other one is Paula Radcliffe. This one that took a wee wee on the marathon. Why is he? That's why he's so negative, mate. I'm not. What's, what's why do you bring that up? You don't talk about the world records you broke like that. We, because you remember for taking a wee wee on the marathon, yeah. and the BBC made a big thing about it. Anyway, on the subject of wee wee during the marathon, we will move swiftly on to uh, swiftly. Our, uh, you're to say swiftly in here. I've got Benny Bresh on, mate. The prolific. Oh, he's talking about Hesperange, yeah. the Swifts. Yeah, yeah. Like a Swift. The last time, yeah, the last time you came on, we asked you, "What does the what is the Mariska about? What is that about? What does it's, it mean?" Um, like the old meaning of Mersh. It's an uh, yeah, the old. How do you say? Um, Mersh was also uh, always Mariska. It was always named Mariska. Ah, oh. so it's the old name of Mersh. And so um, it developed as Mersh. So oh, that's yeah. cool. It's like when you talk... Almost like a Roman name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mersh, Mersh. Yeah. It could be like a Roman name. Yeah, that's it? what I heard. I'm not uh, 100% sure about it, but... Uh, go, our stats, our stat guys yeah. will get onto that at the moment. So, Benny, you were... Obviously, this is the second time you've joined us. Tell us, obviously... I mean, it's pretty close um, between everybody. Like last year, you sort of had, you know, Hesperange and Dudelange were running away with it. Diffidange are obviously up at the top of the stack this year. But yeah, talk us through your, your season because you were a bit slow to get started when for the first couple of games and then yeah, sort of the got into was, it. The start was really tough. Um, it was an, an, uh, another uh, rhythm. It was harder to play, um, more physical, I think. Um, the defenders were physically very strong so I had my problems with it um, and the whole team also with the with the, with them it it went really fast so the, the football is faster in the BGL than in the uh, promotion so in the beginning we had some problems but um, yeah, I think after the third fourth game um, we did our job um, we did good games we always always lost on one goal or one at one goal or did a draw so we never lost with three or four goals so we are we were often at the same level like the other teams and um yeah at the middle of the first half um we did a a really good job with some games uh we we won again Mondacanche it started I think and um at the end we I think we get a bit tired um but we we got our points we lost a lot of points at the extra time which is 
Oh, those ones hurt. They hurt those ones. They hurt. They yeah. hurt really bad because um, I think there are 10 or 12 points we lost in the extra time. Um, I remember against Diffardange, we we were uh, one nil in front and got one uh, one in the 94th minute. Now against Hesperange, we we were one nil in front. We get the one one at the 92nd minute. Against Mondorf, um, we were two one in front. Um, we get the two two in the second ninety uh, second uh, minute. Lose the game even at the ninety sixth minute. So you lose three points and it's frustrating. So with then them ten points more, you are at uh, at the top of the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's crazy. Yeah. It's funny though. I think you need to. It's all well and good saying, "Oh, how are you going to make sure that doesn't happen?" And the reality is, you can't do anything about that. You just have to hopefully learn from them, those experiences. So the next time that you are winning one nil and you're going into extra time it's like guys we've been here before you know nothing famous famous last words nothing silly you know that uh, teams like Hasbro, Stuttgart and uh, other teams that are both um, they can they can change a lot of players and substitute players they are the same level uh, like the team they are playing so at the end of the game the pressure gets higher and higher and for us it's, it's difficult to to yeah, to go go against this pressure, and um, our goalkeeper takes a lot of uh, a lot of. It's a busy day. He, he has busy days, <laughs> yeah. um, but in the end, the pressure is is very high, and it's normal that sometimes uh, the ball goes in. Um, transfer window right now. A chance you might bring in a couple of players with that. You're only allowed to to take two players, so. Um, I think yeah. I yeah. think we're gonna gonna take two. I don't know who. Um, they have to scout around, I guess. Yeah, take part of the team immediately. Help us immediately because we we don't have to take two players who are just there to to fill the stuff up. up. And um, yeah, that makes no sense. With, uh, let's let's backtrack a little bit. Obviously, you you know we, we we had that cup final last year, and then you've you've had a bit of downtime, and then you get into your preseason. Who did you play in? Because I'm, I'm just curious as to, you said you sort of, I wouldn't say you struggled at the start of the year, but let's just say you didn't pick up as many points as you wanted to in these games. Who did you play in your, your pre-season matches um, I don't this remember year? that very well, but yeah. I think we, we played um, against some promotion teams, um, also against at Sal Atterbrook, uh, who went down. Yeah, uh, We played against a German team who... Who play nearly the same level, but in in Germany, yeah. we thought just more or less the same level. So um, we didn't play the the big ones, but I have to say we now in the um, in the winter break we're going to play. We're going to Turkey in a um, training camp, yeah, and uh, we're going to play one Serbian first. Uh, oh, okay. Liga team and one Polish first league. Oh, fantastic! I um, mean, that's that's only going to put you in a good place, you know, moving into the season. I think it's easy to to always reflect on, you know, that sort of thing. But already the camp is very cool to to have at at this little match. It's a big thing to to go tra- on a training camp in in Turkey and then play two two teams who are um, at a first league somewhere. I think they have uh, seven million. Um, Transfer um, the budget sort of thing for their team, yeah. I don't know. Um, It's a lot more than we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, pretty interesting. Oh, that's cool. How long are you going out to Turkey for then? One week. It's great experience, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely great experience. Nothing like being in camp. 
when you play against, let's say, opposition that are, you know that they're better on than you because of the pressure that they're applying, do you get an immediate um, bounce back from that? Like I can relate to squash that if you're playing a player where you're not we're not hitting the ball in front of you so much, you're hitting the ball behind you, almost immediately you become a, a, a much better player. So if you go to a training camp, within the next week you're you're already up a, up a level. Would that be the case? I don't know if it helps mm-hmm. immediately, but uh, it makes you thinking about it. It uh, makes you training about your weaknesses. Um, it reveals perhaps some weaknesses you have, um, and... I think you can work on it, but I don't think that it will help immediately. Immediately, was there, was there any like um, difference in the approach of how you've done your preseason this year to maybe last season when? Because obviously you've been promoted. Was there? Did you notice anything, or was it? We're, we know more, more fitness about. or anything. Like, yeah, we, it was, was it? pretty hard, but uh, that's because of the coach. Uh, <laughs> we have one more uh, one more training session per week, um, like last year. So. Um, with the coach every preseason is very hard he's uh, like an old school man uh, we we went into the forest and uh, like two weeks in the forest and just well, some lumberjack kilo- exercises and kilometers uh, up the hill with the with the ball and uh, yeah. yeah pretty hard tough, tough. i mean there's, that's the beauty of it is a week less on holiday no... as well <laughs> a week less on holiday uh no no, no. Same i mean there's no right way to do it because it, you've got a there's so many variables you've got to consider when you're when you're putting your team together but hey it's obviously going uh, going well enough as i said you you guys are currently sitting on 17 points four wins five draws and six losses uh you're only six points there's six points between Viltz in 7th and Jeunesse in 15th which is absolutely ridiculous we were talking about it before um uh before we came on air is there anybody who's really because you've had, obviously had some new players who have come in um, this year before the start of the season have, has anybody made a big difference or has anybody really just carried on from last year and just kept playing well apart from yourself obviously you know yeah we got um, Pepe um, Giuseppe Ferretti he, he came uh, to us from Grevemacher so from the first division and I think he makes a big difference in the in, as a defender and then uh, also in the, in defense, I have to talk about uh, Patrick Estevez, who came uh, from the second division of Luxembourg, so the fourth Luxembourg division, and um, he he carries on playing like uh, like never before, like he's never played in a second division. Sometimes you see it with his passes, um, but he knows himself. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he does a uh, does a great job uh, in the in the defense, and I think without him and Pepe, it would be much more difficult, and we would have conceded uh, much more goals. Yeah, I think it's quite interesting because you've got guys who, and you, Anton, you'll be able to relate to this in rugby, but you've got guys who could, you know, they could be in the best team in the world, uh, and they look like superstars, but you put them in the fourth division or something and in some rubbish league and they wouldn't stand out at all and it's one of those things that playing with better players but you know does bring your bring uh, bring your level up so i guess you know you found a couple of couple of gems there which is good to uh Good to hear. I was reading you got a yellow card this year as well. What was that for? Benny. Bit of simulatore diving. I got three yellow cards. Three yellow cards three. this year. Yeah. Go on. What what was always a foul. Yeah. So just if they're on the counter attack, you just have to That's it. just kill it on there. The, right? the middle uh, of the of the pitch, I you had to yeah. slow things down. Now, how does it work with Bijel? Um, how many cards do you need before you you miss some five. game? Five, 
I never had five for uh, once. Well, plenty of time yeah. to sort that. <laughs> I mean, you're only halfway through the season, yeah, Benny. No, no. To be honest with you, so you're going pretty good. Listen, I'm on transfermarket.de right now. I got you up number eleven, Ben Benjamin Bresh. I've seen you born on the twentieth of third. 19th, 20th of March, 19th. We should do a joint now, birthday next Scott year. You know, if you want 19th, to, I'm a little bit older. Now I've just been on my calendar. The and I've noticed boys, it's I'll a bring Tuesday and Wednesday. Down. So for those listening, where we where, where we get, where we going up in Merch to celebrate your birthday this year? Hopefully, it's not a cup match in midweek. I don't know. Yet. Okay, you tell but, us. You uh, tell uh, us. The, get it out on there. On the 21st, there. Uh, the national team plays against Georgia. There we go. There we go. We'll be down there. Very good reason. Very good reason. We'll be down there. What? Well, we won't be down there because it's in Georgia. That'd be a hell of a. Have you any any um, training? Have you had any communication with Mr. Holtz? Not at not, all. Not at all. No. Tell us. Tell me your phone number, and we'll send him a. We'll send we'll, him, we'll we'll him sort out. I don't have his number. So, um, <laughs> no. And how many goals is it this year? Am I right in thinking fourteen? Is that right? Have I got that? Have I made up that stat? I meant fourteen goals. Yeah, fourteen goals. Fourteen goals. The first first season of a, of the BGL in fifteen yeah. games. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah, he was nearly won a game. I tell you what, you get your money's worth what, out of him, don't we? I'm surprised you haven't been called up into yeah. the uh, in, in, into the training squad. That's for sure. Well, you know, if it happens, oh, sorry, when it happens, you know, it's obviously because he came on the show. I mean, you look when he came on the show the last time, things he started scoring all these goals sure. and stuff like that. So, I wonder the, what the word is. I know with the, with the All Blacks, they take a like they take their team, they take their their squad and the wider squad, but they also take a few guys to to carry the bags and. And learn the culture. Once they think, well, very, very certain they're going to be All Blacks. So if you look at think of someone like a Dalton Papai, for example, a long time, ago, you know, when he was nineteen, twenty, he was already in the All Blacks on um, doing a couple of tours. Didn't get a game at all. Was just out there to to train with the train guys to to understand to understand the culture of of the All Black I mean, aura. I don't think you can compare it to something like that because the reality is eighty percent, maybe even ninety percent of that current national team. Don't play in Luxembourg. There aren't many boys yeah, playing the BGL Arsenal. league. Yeah. There might oh, be two no, or three. Sinani, it might be. No, Sinani doesn't play in Luxembourg. Well, his brother, his, his brother's brother, been yeah. captain, isn't it? But, but there's uh, only a couple of them who actually play. I think, in I the, think the last games there was only Ralf Schon, and uh, yeah, the last two games it was Edwin Moratovic uh, also. So um, there are two players. One is a goalkeeper on the bench, and uh, the other player is a, a striker also, and the other ones all. He's not scoring as many goals as you, is he? No. Oh, there you in go. class, I mean, we've seen that that video that you've put up on our social media. That was bit of stalking, that was class, bit of stalking, you know. Um, yeah, but but attackers. Talk, talk me there. through the celebration. Was it like did that put you into the lead or draw your level? You know, in that game, that goal you scored against yeah. Kerjing. You went down on your knees, didn't you? Yeah, all the team I, I kind of followed you. On my knees because uh, it was it was raining. It was raining a lot, so um, I thought that. When not at that moment, uh, I will never do it again. No. So um, I was about to ask you about that celebration. It was, I think, one-one, and uh, we took two-one lead um, at the end of the game. Once we took the lead at the end of the yeah. game, and uh, it was a big point for us because Kerjing is for us a, a, a direct um, um, rival. Rival. So um, it was a big point for us uh, to win this game, and uh, yeah. That's about. I mean, you talk about over-the-top celebrations. If you so, if you take your shirt off, it's an automatic booking, isn't it? That's an interesting one. Thirty-two minutes. Have you ever watched Mike Bassett, England manager? No. No. Right. Proper British comedy. Absolutely brilliant. Have we got, have we got that on? Have we, have we not got that on um, on on track here? Oh. I have. I'm going to dig it out. I'll let you keep talking <laughs> a second. I'll dig that bit out. But basically, it's a big, um, it, it, it's a, it's a sort of a mockumentary, a piss take of England football when you know they had 
the Premier League and stuff, but the, the the national team was a shamble and they qualify for the World Cup because Turkey get beaten by Luxembourg and yeah, it's it's all a big yeah, it's all a big joke. But there's a um yeah, there's a couple of brilliant brilliant parts in it and there's a guy who is Paul Gascoigne who was a legend of English football and he plays his character and they they score against Argentina to go through to the knockout and he does this celebration it's at, it, the, obviously in, in the film it's played at the Maracanã you know which is like yeah, 110,000 people or whatever and your man scores this ridiculous goal and runs over to the corner flag you know takes the shirt off and then takes the shirt off and he's wearing you know one of the jock straps as well <laughs> he just whips that off it's just, it's just giving it that just completely over the top and then goes for the you know the, the I think it was the Klinsman wasn't it the Jürgen Klinsman the, the dive that one when he dives like that but obviously the Rounds rock hard. So he just basically goes oh like that, and then everyone just piles on. Uh, we really piles want to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna dig this one out. Give me yeah. a couple of minutes. We've here, got to, we, we're gonna think of Anton a, um, a, a celebration for him. I mean, he's got, he's got 14 goals and 15 matches. What do we want him yes, to do? The last time I was here, you, you told me to give me a goal celebration. I'm waiting. Uh, for yeah, we haven't come up with anything. Yeah. We'll probably I mean, give you one, and then you won't score we're... for the rest of the season. <laughs> <laughs> like we're gonna. I mean, it, the, the thought. To be comes fair, off. to be fair, knee slide is a classic. It's pretty good, but we need we need something funnier. Maybe get the whole team involved. You've seen the one with the the sniper. The he starts shooting players, his teammates down. Uh, but I think that's not allowed. Is it not allowed? No, not no, anymore. Not. Oh yeah, well, I suppose it's not <laughs> not the best idea. Well, okay, Scott, I can get, bring you into this because you've seen a few funny stag party costumes, haven't you? Like the sig. The seagull was it? The seagull one? I, mean, I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> you mate. Genuinely, the seagull. Tell me Is more. The seagull, where someone, where, where everybody up. was. One, the guy was a seagull, and everyone was else was a chip. No, was no. that? Oh no! Fry? You know what? I, this this uh, soiree I was at last night. I was talking about this stag do, Leeds right at the cricket for the Headingley, and they have this thing called the Western Terrace, and it's about ten thousand people. They're all watching the cricket, and. It's, you know, if you're going to go and watch England in a test match, this is where you go because it's loosey-goosey on the on the uh, the beverages, so we say. And this guy runs down the grandstand dressed up as a, a pig and everyone's like screaming and going mental. And then about 30 metres behind him, there's about 30 blokes all dressed up as, you know, butchers with the the stripy apron and all have got like they're not real knives but you know the pretend meat cleaves and all charging around and they're making that much noise basically all the guys like everyone just turns and just watches this guy running uh, running down the one that would be a that would be a class celebration here's one for it on your next goal or on the one coming up talk to your teammates you could also take the headphones off Drop the mic and it's all part of Let's Talk Sport. Yeah. Okay, there we go. I'm going to do it. Okay, get that goal. Take, <laughs> take, the, take the headphones off. Put them there. I'm definitely drop going. The mic. I'm definitely going. I'm definitely going to watch the next game. Gonna, who's, who's your first game back against? Uh, Nidacon. Nidacon. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Home game. Get your get your teammates. Line them all up. We we headphones <laughs> off. Drop the mic. We don't Boom. have. Let's talk sport. That's for you. We I don't have that clip on here because we did it and I rec- it was when we were before we came into studio and we were recording it. It was one of our old ones, and I put it on. But Benny, after the show, I'll, I'll show you. There's a bit where. They're losing to Mexico 2-0 at half-time. And it's like, the, the guy announced, yeah, they're losing 2-0 at half-time. And then basically, it's just 60 seconds of going mental at the players and stuff and throwing bottles around. And then you're thinking, oh, that'll G them up. And then they lose 4-0. It's a bit, it's a big joke. But the film is very, obviously, very British comedy, but very, very, uh, very good to watch. What's been the most challenging game of all season? 
in the ten games you've uh, what's no fifteen games you've played, what's been the most the, the, the challenging one? You say you haven't you haven't taken a hiding. You've only lost at the at the at the death, or you lost by one nil. You know, difficult, d- difficult to say. I think um, Hesperange was really t- really yeah. tight, um, really tough because they are hard. They were hard to play, and also uh, Straßen. In Straßen, we had big problems. I think we had. Uh, Two goal occasions. So um, rest of the time, the boys at the back doing a lot of, of a lot time, of D. Um, I had not not much to do in, yeah. uh, in front, so uh, it was not a good good day for us. Um, very tough game, but uh, wait, good teams were Differdange and Hesperange, where we ha- had our problems um, also at the end of the game because of the pressure. Yeah. yeah. So obviously there'll be no there's no cup run. Uh, this year, unfortunately, I'm um, just look. I'm just curious Thanks to see whether. Thanks for reminding me for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say, is it is it one of those where it's an opportunity? Because the reality of going up a division is you you can't target games. You have to, you know, you're trying to scrap and get everything. And it's I don't want to say with it's the big about, boys, huh? yeah. yeah I don't I don't want to say it's about staying up, but it's. You know, you 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 have your your strongest team. There might be a few changes, so there's guys who might not play that much. So I guess the cup's an opportunity for these guys to to play some not some football. We, no, we played with the same team. Oh, really? We had a really bad day. That's it. We oh well, I was trying to one against Rumelange. Really? Um, which is a team from the promotion, and we wanted to to win this game, and uh, that's why we we played with our first team. So there there was no substitute players who who got in just oh, okay, to that's some interesting. minutes. Um, we had a really bad day. That's it. I mean, I'm just looking up for the uh, from you know. There's not that many Div One teams left in it, you know. From the looks of things, obviously you got Mondorf, Schifflange, Hesper are there, Mondekange. Racing Hushtar in the first division now, Jeunesse Escher there because it is. I mean, the real carrot there is that European, uh, European place, isn't there? At the uh, at the at the end of it, um, but yeah. In terms of, um, you've got quite a small squad up there as well, haven't you? Yeah, I think we have a squad of uh, 21, 22 yeah. players. Um, you can take eighteen on the on the game, so um, there are not many left. Yeah. Tough when you're playing those, you those pick figures, up, you, you pick guys up. with experience, yeah, big boys with but, experience. But, but I guess also, as a club, they're trying to build that. You're trying to build that overall. I, I guess build get the strength of the. Yes, I think it's all a question about the money. Um, yeah. We don't have a big budget, so we have to to handle with the players that we have, and then with the players that we get. If we see other um, other teams getting players from Anderlecht or I don't know where, um, we have to to be happy with the players from. Luxembourg or near France, near near Belgium um, or near Germany, uh, that they come for less money, and um, yeah, I will not say that they are less good, yeah, because uh, they can can get in into the group and uh, do a difference. Uh, but um, yeah. now I, I think I know the answer to this question, but it's one of the things I uh, I really dislike about sport in Luxembourg, particularly with the basketball. In the cup competition for football, it's just whoever wins wins, and you go through like that, isn't it? If you win one nil, you go through no problem at all. Do you know, do you know, in basketball, right? You know, you know what I'm going to talk about here, where you get the if you're in the division below, you get a ten point cushion. If you're in yeah. division two, division down, you get a twenty point cushion. Can you imagine if they did that in the football? Can you imagine what that would? No, I I can't imagine that because 
Well, it's very you. difficult to do because uh, football is not always a it's not a high scoring game. So um, at basketball you can simply uh, get 20 points or 15 points. I don't know, but in football if you you go as a Hespermanche or like we are, we are in the BGL and we have to to focus on a um, fifth division and they are two nil, three nil in front of us. It's very difficult yeah, to get yeah, there absolutely. To, to win this game. Got to yeah, give it credit though. The FLF do, uh, you know, these guys are pretty serious. We, we see some of the the media that comes that comes through there. They do things well. I mean, I look at it com- in comparison to squash. I mean, it's just it's, chalk, and cheese, it's, it's, it? chalk and cheese. We play a cup competition. We have four players in a team. So if I play number one for a team, that we, I don't know who's going to play in the other team. But if I'm significantly better as a ranking, well, I will start with minus 25 or not 25 but I could start as minus 15 and they could start at plus 6 it's not going to make it it's not going to make any difference you could, you'd still win it's just that I have to <laughs> I have to get 35 more points just to to win a game it's an absolute it's an absolute joke across all the board player 1 to 4 I mean it's you, you make the, you make these sort of games up in PE yeah, in PE exactly, class exactly. you don't make these games up when you're actually playing at the high at the, at the highest order and we, I've I've been in the um the um the board meetings the annual board meetings with these guys say this isn't right but they're like no 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 this is this is really good good idea and I'm sitting there and I'm going am I stupid yeah <laughs> like am okay. I honestly stupid but it's only me that's saying I don't think this is right I think we should play our best teams we should be just like most other cup teams and that's why I still don't get the basketball how they um, it's, it's, just, it's, it's, it's confusing for athletes as well. It's like you, you want to, you know, improve to win, right? If you're given a head start from the get-go, it's sort of, well, I don't have to be that good if they let me have 10 points to start with and the other players minus 10 points. It just, it doesn't seem like the best players should be winning, if that makes sense. They shouldn't be having to, you know, start on, like you say, minus however many. just doesn't really make sense. Oh, I can understand if you have a 1A player, 1B player, 1C player. Yeah. I, can, I can even understand that. But to have a, you start on minus three, you start it's, it's, on plus it's, four. I mean, it's what, like, it's what like the hell you, is this? You went to the World Cup and in the pools, you've got, you know, Germany starts on minus two against, I don't know, Bulgaria, and they're on plus one already. It's like, well, what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah, Germany yeah. are good. That's why they're in this pool, right? Bulgaria, not so good. They have to deal with it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. If Bulgaria didn't want to be in this pool, they should have played better. Germany good, are they? Quite good. They got a coach yeah. called Wolfgang. I don't know. They got a, I got a thing. I've just looked on the score here. It's the end of the Liverpool Manchester United match. It finished uh, nil 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 um, at Anfield. Who, who's your favourite? Uh, who's your favourite football team? I'm going to go Borussia Bayern Munich. Dortmund. Borussia Dortmund oh, is it? Munich. Dortmund. Dortmund. Luxembourg. They're, they're split between Dortmund and Bayern Munich. Yes. You'd probably say it's a bit more heavily favoured towards Bayern. So, uh, Harry, but no, not Dortmund Harry would be the other. The, 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 so, yeah. the, the, have you been to a couple of the games at the yeah, stadium? Yeah, Arguably one of the most infamous stadiums in the in the world, really. Dortmund. I'm not sure. I can't remember the name of it. Do you know the name of the stadium? Signali Duna Park. Oh, there we go. No wonder. Uh, no, no wonder I, I forgot about it. Um, have you um, have have you b- b- seen their setup? What they have at that some of these some of these places, some of these football these big football uh, places like in 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 Germany, for example. Have you been to, for example, I've been yeah. and played at um, at Paderborn, and I've seen the Paderborn football setup there. It's very very. It's more familiar. It's, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was in uh, in uh, Dortmund uh, a lot of times. I was in uh, in Bayern, at Bayern Munich also at the Allianz Arena. It's really cool. Um, a really nice stadium. Um, I was in uh, Mönchengladbach. Yeah. 
Cologne, so seen a few of uh, of the German stadiums. Yep. What about what about the what, what about over in the UK? Have you seen uh, any? Not yet. Take you to, I'll take you to West Ham. We'll get you. We'll get to shut up we'll about West Ham. That's yeah. great. Brilliant three 0 win today over the Wolves. Is that in the Championship. Set up. I think we're at seventh now. Maybe. Maybe Ooh. might be. All, unless that draw. United got a point. So they're seventh, eighth. We're in, in Conference League again. You know that's our cup. Anyway, <laughs> Benny, absolute pleasure having you uh, on the show again. Thanks for bringing us up to speed. Keep doing what you're. Uh, Do What's that? You're taking, doing as well. Taking the headphones off. Yeah, so just dropping the headphones off. Drop the mic. Yeah. Basically, I don't know what we'll do if you if you get it done, huh? You can't do it on pre-season though because we won't be able to. No, we need to be in the BGL league, huh? Yeah, that'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. I understand you recently got engaged as well, so congratulations, Benny. So yeah, keep doing. What you're doing, and we'll uh, we'll get you in for round three soon enough. We've got a couple of big stories, I guess, coming out in the world of sports. Benny, we'll get you involved in them and see what you you think of these ones. The big one, uh, well, it's not not so much recent, but it's live live golf. So John Rahm has uh, you know he has jumped ship um, and he's going over to play. Did you, see, did you did you see the press conference? He's a smooth operator, John Rahm. I mean, he's cool and he's cool. He had like the live bo- bomber jacket. Isn't isn't it funny though how your um, you remember when this whole live golf thing first um, came came out, and you had the English guys like Lee Westwood, Ian Poulter, who obviously you know are past their prime. They've gone over and they've gone and got paid. Mate, the journo's were going for them big time. You know about you know this whatever you want to call it, this blood Sorry, money blood or whatever money. you want to call it, really going for them. And now because these other high profile guys have gone, it's like. It's not a big deal, isn't it? It's all you know the whole the whole landscape is all changed. Or is it, or is it just cr- creating stories? You know. Yeah, exactly. But it's all, mate. It, so apparently he's gone for somewhere in the region of five to six hundred million dollars on a four year uh, four year uh, four year gig, and it's quite interesting because like then you know McElroy was massively anti it, and now he's basically done a U turn on it, and he wants you know Ram to be eligible to play in the the uh, Ryder Cup and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? So the the con yeah. So the consequences that he said right. If you if you don't play if if you play the Live Golf Tour, you should not be available for the Ryder Cup. You shouldn't be able to play the PGA. But obviously now, uh, I mean, I, mate, he's just he's just softening because he's coming out with a new league himself. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, it's it's one of those things. It's like there's a lot of footballers going to play in. Um, in uh, obviously out in Saudi at the moment and I think it's all good having these morals and and stuff and if you really believe in it then you stick to your guns and but ultimately like we, we've talked about this before but I believe at some point you can have a check put in front of you for a substantial amount of money so you're telling me you wouldn't go and play golf for a live for 500 million for half a billion dollars of course you would you're a liar if you said you you wouldn't anyway the big one I wanted to talk about I'm glad you're in for this one is have you seen what happened in Turkey last weekend I have football I have just to give this um, crazy so the president Farouk uh, I think it's Kosha has received a permanent ban for punching referee Halil Umut Malia um, he's been arrested after he ran on and basically lamped yeah, the. Uh, I mean, the funny thing is, when you first watch it, you'd be like, oh, "I don't think he clipped him that bad." But then you yeah. see the shiner have seen, he's have got. You've seen the full video as well. There's where like the, he's on the deck getting getting kicked, kicked as well and stuff on the like that. Mental. Did um, he get kicked by um, other, let's say, I, I administrators, or were they fans? 
I don't know who it was, but it definitely wasn't. It wasn't president. fans, no. no. It wasn't the fans. No, but no, no, no. The, 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 for me, this uh, is this part is of the entourage, though. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The the uh, obviously you'll be heading out to Turkey so just to bring you up to speed. <laughs> currency. Take, take current, care yeah, out there, yeah, 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 pal. Yeah. You're taking a referee out with you. <laughs> um, the currency out there is lira. Okay. He got fined two million lira for the incident. How much does that translate to? Two million lira doesn't sound a lot. I would say that would be half a uh, quarter of a mil. £54,000. That, my friend, is the problem with football. Mm-hmm. They have more money than cents. If you want to find somebody, find them €5 million. Euro. Find them €10 million. Euro. You know, that's going to... You'll, you'll think twice about lamping a referee. And if the club go bankrupt, so be it. You know, they shouldn't have people like or that. Or Ben, now. I mean, ben, ben, yeah. Well, I mean, they actually... It's like you can't, um, you it's can't like span all of football, though, right? You can't... It's, it's, it's like that's w- w- the lunacy of one idiot. So, they, you know, like, how long do they stop the games? Do they play the games this week? Well, they do. They they basically... I'll, I'll just finish this off. So they've been ordered... That, this is how hilarious it is. You know, it's quite a big incident. But... Um, They've basically been told their next five home games they'll be played behind closed doors. Okay. Um, and the Turkish League um, have basically said there's going to be a, a one-week suspension on football. So there'll be no football matches played. But obviously my understanding is that um, they're obviously uh, back into it. The guy who got lamped is allegedly meant to be one of Turkey's top referees and you know is, is regularly involved on the international scene as well as the uh, he's on UEFA's elite list. Um, he was in hospital, got treated for his injuries, said he had an absolute beaut of a shiner. The guy's come out and said um, he's resigned from the club as president, apologising for his actions. No matter how great an injustice or how wrong the officiating was, nothing can legitimise or explain the violence that I perpetrated. I apologise to the Turkish refereeing community, uh, the sports public and our nation. He added he felt great embarrassment. Uh, for the grave incident that I caused, but I hoped it could help Turkish football address its culture. So that's of, what the club PR. So that's what the that's what the club PR said. I bet you was at the pub. And the referee stopped his career, I think. Oh, he stopped yeah. refereeing. I has think he? I read that that he uh, he stopped his career. And un- understandable. Understanding, yeah. That probably takes us on to um, the rugby player. Yeah. Farrell. And what? And the referees as well. Yeah, so obviously we've just finished the Rugby World Cup, but two of the people who officiated in the World Cup final have now retired from refereeing based on the abuse that they get via social media. And the guy, Owen Farrell, he's probably one of the best players in the world, has now basically taken a year away from playing for England because the I mean the flack that this guy cops is uh, well, it's an absolute joke. Anton, you want to take a bit of a lead? Some gets more. Some get more than others, don't they? Yeah, of course I do. Yeah, I think the problem is is that Owen Farrell he's um is a mixture of not only being well English and also England's captain, which is not great because I mean um, in the world of rugby they're probably one of the most hated nations. Why, why, that's through, why is that? Why is through that? No, that rivalry, doesn't, that doesn't if that's that, that, that's, rivalry, that's nothing to do with rugby. That's a historical. That's a historical. You know thing, the whole right? the British I mean, Empire and. You look at the teams that, that they play. Goes, you know the Welsh, the Irish, the Scottish, the uh, the Kiwis, the Australians. Does it come? You know. Doesn't come to the from the fans. But um, it also doesn't help that he plays for the, the probably the most hated club in the world, Saracens, who are notorious for cheating, breaking the salary cap. So he's also gets flat from that. And then on top of that, he's a very competitive player on the pitch. 
he rubs people up the wrong way, right? As in throughout, you know, when he, his playing career, he's always given it 110%. Made a few dodge tackles. He's made a few dodge tackles. So moaned like there's, hell when there's, he's been There's loads of like li- little things. Has he um, moaned like hell? Yeah. No, no, he hasn't. Yeah. Well, no, he hasn't moaned like hell. He's been like the, everyone else's. Off, yeah, off yeah. the pitch, he's, one of, he's, he's got a thing. very low profile. The thing is, I didn't even know. I literally found out this week. I'm a huge fan of Owen Farrell. And I only found out this week that he's got younger siblings i didn't even know that that's how private he keeps his life he doesn't post on instagram he doesn't post on twitter when he has to do an interview he does it like it's a professional job he's the captain of england he doesn't interview whatever but he he doesn't like doing you know tv shows interviews whatever youtube videos he keeps it very private especially when it comes to his family and that was one of the main things that came out in his statement he said he's stepping back from playing for his mental well-being and his family's mental well-being. Now, I have a sneaking suspicion it is a lot more to do with um, his family's mental well-being than his because he's been dealing with it his whole career. Do you remember Sarah McDonald, journalist, was BBC I was ITV? I going to bring that up, yeah. Oh, that was brutal, wasn't he, where she just laid it... The- she didn't lay into him. The questions. No, that's exactly the, what she did. She the, laid into him. The questions him. She was, uh, what she was asking him was ju- were just damn right rude and Benny, Benny, have you ever had that where you've done an interview after a game and they're trying to, let's say, let's say... Find a story, basically. Poke, poke the bear, you know, we might say, where they're, you know, sort of fishing and you're like, you want to just be like, why, you know, if you turn around and say, why the hell are you asking me that question? They get what they want sort of thing. Have you had that before? I had it once in uh, Hesperage. We No, in, uh, yeah, in Hesperage. We, uh, I, I missed my penalty. And after the game, he came immediately after the game. He came uh, and asked me, "How is the feeling to miss the, uh, this penalty?" And I was like, "Get away!" You should make clearly. You got to get this, this, slowly this human. And, yeah. He clearly has never played sport in his no, life. No, never. You should call never. him this out. This guy's mate. never played sport in his life. You should just give it. Um, no, I'll, I'll, talk, I'll talk to you about that if you come around the back of the stand after I've had my shower we, you and me can have a conversation about and it we'll play, and, then, and, we'll, and we'll play penalties yeah yeah we'll just come <laughs> around there but, uh, but that's, that's what they do it's, it's their job isn't it to, to get these reactions out of players to get these stories out of players so they know exactly what they're doing when they go up to a player after the game and they ask these questions they're not stupid they, they do everything for and that's why the media has piled on this Owen Farrell thing because they noticed maybe 5-10 years ago People don't like Owen Farrell, so if we put stuff about Owen Farrell doing bad stuff on the internet, gets loads of comments, loads of likes, Owen Farrell this, Owen Farrell that. So the English media, his from his own country, do it, right? Which tells you a, a story in its, itself that his own fans, his own media, are giving him the worst time ever. And we're talking about, it's not just some average, this is a, a player that's probably the best English player in the last decade, arguably ever, if you ask some people. And he, and he, we basically forced him into retirement early. It's for me, it's a disgrace, honestly. But um, and uh, I hope he comes back. When, how, when do you, he's ready. how do you how do you combat something like that? Because obviously, you have these. We joke around about the keyboard warriors. You know, very easy to sit behind a laptop and and make your comments and stuff, mate. I'm telling you now, if you go on the RTL, you'll see some crackers on there when there's any, <laughs> any report. Granted, I have to translate them because they're no, all in Luxembourg. They are funny though, aren't they? Right, they are very funny. Yeah, 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 the Lux- Luxembourg have got <laughs> arguably the best. Like from a Luxembourger's, let's say, mindset or mentality, it's absolutely hilarious. It's not, 
Yeah, they're not the norm. But, uh, yeah, I, I giggle. I'm going to go home tonight and find an article. Yeah, just read the comments. Of what mate, the even thinks, it's even the uh, the sports awards from uh, from from yeah, last week like, and stuff like that. Some guy was like, "Oh, it's boring. It's just about football. No disrespect." And cycling. It's like there are other sports going on in Luxembourg, and I was like, "Saying it how it is, good man, good man." You know, no, they are, they are very, very. But what are they thinking? They are at home, reading this or watching this, and like, yeah, I'm do. I have to comment this. Yeah, whoever because the people by... because the people who it's about actually care what I think. I mean, it's one of those things where. Yeah, have you ever comment? Have you ever made a comment? How do you mean? He made like a, read an article and then made a and comment. And commented on it. I, I tell you, prob- never, probably. No, I've never, I've never I mean, done it. I think it takes a special it's a, so, it's a social media, but I think that's also the sort of person that would walk up to somebody and say, oh, can I get a, can I get a picture with you? And I was like, oh, you know, it's, it's one of those ones where you would sort of interrupt and, you know, if someone's clearly, you know, I get oh, that you, 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 no, but you have responsibilities have as a player, you know, maybe get photos with kids or, or, or supporters afterwards. I get that. But like, can you imagine being out for, uh, if you were out for a meal and you, as you say, you're in your private, you're away with your, your family or whatever that might be. And you've got, you know, old Nathan Snade, the, uh, the, the keyboard I the warrior. Taylor. I had the power Taylor in the darts when I was in a dart shop. No, that's different. But that's different. I'm speechless. But he's in there and he's just happened to bump into somebody. I'm talking about, we go out here and we'll, let's, not that we're going down to Subway, okay, just to be clear about that. I've just said it because it's the closest place. Probably the game, actually. We should get a sponsorship with the game. That'd be good. Yeah, then I'm, we could I'm, send I'm everyone down the there afterwards. Actually, yeah. by the way. That's <laughs> how you look like you're going to the game, pal. <laughs> um, but yeah, you go, um, you know, if you, if you go down there and you're, you know, someone high profiles in there, are you going to go up and interrupt them whilst they're having dinner with their family? No I think that referee. just takes a, a rare breed of someone. It's just like, oh, jeez. But again, that's just my asked, opinion. I um, James Ryan when I was in Dublin two weeks ago and it was raining, it was cold, he was on his own, he had his hood up, he looked miserable. And I, Did you stop him in the street to get a photo no, with him? No, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I, I wish was, I had though. No, 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 genuinely though, because it took me a second to clock because, you, you know, you recognise a face and you're like, who, who is that? I recognise that face and you're thinking naturally people you know, right? You're not thinking straight away people that you've seen on TV. And I'm about five metres past him and I was like, oh, that was played James Ryan. I turned to my friend who's Finnish who hasn't got a clue what rugby is that's, probably, that's James Ryan that he's yeah. like cool I was like God, wait well we get the photo with <laughs> you after the show I saw uh, in uh, Luxembourg City and I was like 14, 15 years old and he was shopping with his girlfriend he had I think a gig here in Luxembourg and I was like there's Macklemore no way and we went to the shop and it was a really little shop small shop and we got in and asked for food ah uh, there we go mm-hmm. have you still got it yeah. Oh, good. We got <laughs> that. Could be a, that. Could be our picture for tonight. Yeah, that could, that, that could be our picture for uh, the show. Yeah, I mean, I'm just uh, just keeping an eye on the clock here. Um, I'm going to wrap things up, gents. Uh, Nathan, Anton, Benny, thank you so much for joining me this evening. It's not just about me. Um, as always, you can catch up with the uh, the rest of the team tomorrow from six a.m. You've got the Sam Steen show. Steven steps low with the lunchbox, and then you've got Melissa Dalton with the home stretch. You've got Dave Burrows in the DB three sessions, and Sarah Tap with the hangover sessions. God, I'm getting good at rolling that bit off, aren't I? That's practice. That's 155 times, you know. Um, Most importantly, I want to give a big shout out to the army of volunteers out there who make our sporting world tick. Whether it's the coaches, coaching the juniors, whether you're marking out the pitches, serving your hot dogs or banging the drum in the ultras over at Mariska Mersh, you know. (laughs) Keep doing what you're doing because you're a big part of sport. 
all around the world and in Luxembourg. But gents, always a pleasure, never a chore. Until next time, it's cheer. Cheer.